oh i always had this like i wanted to do this as a gag too one time like go on a date with a girl like not tell her where we're going to eat for dinner and like we get all dressed up <laughs> and then i take her to lax <laughs> 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 and then we just we eat at a nice restaurant at lax <laughs> <laughs> wait but don't you have to buy a ticket like an airplane ticket first <laughs> yeah yeah but that's that, that that's another flex though it's another weird flex oh, shit. and then i just trash the tickets and be like look it wasn't about the flight it was about the dinner or I just really date, love this place. If the date went well, you could you could then go somewhere. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You just you give it yeah. to the waitress. Here you go. Take a couple of flights. <laughs> Here's your tip. Just like but a you, one way ticket. One way But you gotta Cleveland. leave now. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta quit. You gotta quit. If you want this tip, yeah. you gotta quit. He goes. Do you want to start your new life? <laughs> Another episode of Just Two Boys. <laughs> um, today we have a very special guest on the podcast. Um, how do you like to be introduced? One fourth of Goatface. Sure, that works. <laughs> yeah, I love being a fraction. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fahiv is probably one of my favorite stand-up comics. Uh, he recently dropped a special on Comedy Central called Goatface. You could yeah. catch that live. I'm not live, but on Comedy Central right now. But mm-hmm. but live in your living room. Yes, and you could also torrent it. Fahim, what's the best place people can... Please, yeah, torrent it as well. I'm all about special. it. Just not, I just want people to watch the shit. I don't care how they get it. Mm-hmm. I'm all about just art reaching the people. Um, I think they can watch it for free on ComedyCentral.com for the my one-hour stand-up special and then also the Goatface sketch special. And then torrent it if you need to and... Sometimes regions don't play nice, you know. Some people in like, in like the UK are like, I can't watch it, and that sucks. Like he's yeah. Even Canada, I can't watch Comedy Central at all. So everything you just said doesn't apply uh, to me. I, I can't do it. That sucks, man. I think it did air on the Comedy Network, maybe, uh, but I don't know where it exists after it airs. You know. I, have, I guess I have to become an American know. citizen. I have to. I guess I have to go through the yeah, whole process of getting a visa in 01 just to watch your. Special. That'll be it's pretty wor- easy, right? <clears throat> yeah, not visit, but become a citizen. Yeah, that'll be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. it's pretty easy to become a citizen <laughs> for you, for a guy like me yeah, right yeah, now. Just right? just marry an American chick just to watch <laughs> my special. <laughs> Sweet. I'm glad we did the end of the podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, the um, podcast is called Flip Flop. <laughs> <laughs> we just go backwards. You play this podcast in reverse. <laughs> It's called M. Night Shyamalan's podcast It's actually produced by him Uh, uh, So many twists and turns Um, Our our favorite segment Yeah It's time to do a proper intro Fahim, we have a super crazy segment on this show Called uh, What's the weather like in your area? Then there's going to be sound effects and all that kind of stuff Pretty much we just Also where you're sitting Because people can't really see where you're at right now And I think Right. I'd like to think that everybody listening wants to get a visual picture of where the guest is right now, what they're wearing, what's around them. So if you could go ahead and just describe your overall ambiance of where you are. Is this, is this where all your listeners start touching themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, we'll a, let you know. it's a service we yeah. provide. We actually, uh, it's for sex addicts. Uh, I'm in I'm in my apartment right now in Koreatown in Los Angeles. Ooh. It's raining. Which doesn't happen a lot in LA, but but it's happening. Um, 
I'm wearing like a Henley. It's kind of a sweater, you know. I'm wearing gray jeans. Wow, that's nice. pretty much it. I've got yeah. I'm just at my computer station, like where my laptop is at my apartment. Got mm. dental floss on the table, an yeah. AirPod case, a coffee bean coffee. Ooh. Do you have any plants? <laughs> I got no plants, dude. I, oh. I like. People will have dogs and stuff. I don't even have the commitment level for plants. <laughs> yeah, dude, what? It's so easy. <laughs> like, I can't water this thing once every week. <laughs> I have too much things going plant. on. Dude, how funny. Like, what an asshole you'd be if you're at a party or like, I got to get home. I got to water my plants. <laughs> 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 these fucking things. I love these plants, you know, but they're just eating up on my time. <laughs> I just got to take care of them. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is, this is a picture on the iPhone. Like, these are a picture of some of my plants. <laughs> My fig tree. Uh, you you like name them. This one's Henry. This one's <laughs> Joseph. Joseph's kind of a brat, but I can't stop loving him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to uh, go to Toronto. I've never been. You haven't been here, dude. You should do a show here, man. Yeah, I told. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get that set up because it would be too, like two birds at once. Don't see the city and then also just do a show. See me? There. Oh, yeah, do a show. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See you too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I meant no. I meant to say show. I don't know where I said me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm silly. See the city and do a show, of course. <clears throat> and if you happen to have time, I mean, yeah, I'd be down with that. But, uh, <laughs> if you don't have uh, squeeze in five, ten minutes. What would you want to check out in Toronto? The Space Needle? It's not called the Space Needle, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Canadian Space Needle. I want to see that. Like, how American would I be? (laughs) I'm like, do you guys know which way to get to the Canadian Space Needle? Well, that's the thing. You always always have American tourists here in Toronto, and you always overhear them being like, hey, how how do we get to the the Space Needle? Like, they don't know what to call it. Nobody knows the actual name. So they're just just like, oh, it's got to be called what the American thing is called. Like, uh, have you been there, obviously? I imagine I have, but you know what? I, I I didn't go there until I was like much older. I was like seventeen or eighteen when I could actually drive. I mean, my friends had a little bit of uh-huh. like independence. We're like, yeah, we can go there now, because you don't when you live here. I feel like it's in every city. Like when it's you such live, a touristy thing for sure. You got to do it at least once, though. I think, and then yeah, when or family like family comes into town or something. Nah, like, we I don't even take real. family because the tickets are like sixty bucks ahead to get mm-hmm. up to the main thing, and nobody wants to spend that money. So it was like usually just doing free things like going to Niagara Falls, which is absolutely free. You just go park and go look at the falls and then go back home. Like that was the touristy right. thing. But like CN Tower, that's a huge commitment because parking downtown. Then you got to then you got to pay to get up there. And it's like 60 bucks ahead. Nobody's trying to pay all that money. And then it's like then everybody's trying to just to downplay. It's like, what are you going to do when you get up there? You're just going to look. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's like that's oh, yeah, exactly yeah, that's the me, point. That's dominant <laughs> floss dance up there. That's like, but that's exactly what you do at Niagara mm. Falls. It's like there's no difference. <laughs> you just go and look. But that's what's a what's a cheaper look alternative? Yeah, the sixty dollars is for height. <laughs> Yo, well, we wa- well we found out when I was in high school. We found out we could scam it, so we'd get all dressed up because there's a restaurant up there, mm. and so we get all dressed up and be like two guys and two girls, and be like, oh, we got a reservation. Uh-huh. So then it just. You don't pay anything. You go straight to the restaurant. But then that way you can just sneak out of the restaurant and then that way. <laughs> and then you pull out some McDonald's hamburgers from your pockets. and just Exactly. Just enjoy the view for and free. And just sit on the edge. <laughs> Sell Toronto to me. Like, uh, what, is, what makes it hot? Uh, just, it's a cleaner New York. <laughs> Not the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a cleaner, cleaner New York. Cleaner, slightly colder New York. And more quaint. It's like, okay. it's like if the British... <laughs> 
where like if if somebody gave an assignment to the British and were like, hey, try to recreate New York the best you can. <laughs> they go, yeah, they go, hey British, <laughs> fix New York, and they go, we got it, we got it. Hey British, fix New York, and then For, and then they go, yeah, they go, and then a hundred years go by, like fifty years go by, right. and then that's where Toronto is. I think I would like Toronto then because like. I'll, I'll go to New York for work stuff sometimes, like yeah. like a stand up show, or we shot Goat Face over there for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I pop in and out of New York every now and then. And it's fun to visit, yeah. but I don't know if I would love to live there just because there are so many people. Yeah. Um, it's just so condensed. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Chicago, and I liked Chicago because Chicago felt like New York with space, like where you can breathe. So the Toronto and wider. Chicago are sister cities. They're like very similar. That's what. Boom, yeah. that's settled. I am going to love Toronto. You'd love it. But you know, it has this charm, you know, <laughs> the winter. It's got a yeah. it's got a little charm to it. You just got to I I miss all four seasons to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow Do up you in, really? in Seattle? Does Seattle have four seasons? Yeah, 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 of course. It has snow? Yeah, there's it's snowing over there right now. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Cuz it's close to Vancouver and I never I mean, yeah, I guess Vancouver snows here and there. I yeah, you'd get snow. Yeah. <clears throat> How long have you lived in Seattle for? Or you grew up there, right? Yeah. I was there my whole life until I was 20, 21 or 22. And then I moved to Long Beach, wow. where you're at. Oh, shit. Yeah. To, to work at Boeing over there. Yeah, that's that, that Wally told me that. And I was like, what the shit? You're a uh, plane engineer? Or yeah. How was that? I mean... Yeah, it was. Don't get me near one now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that could mean? come off yeah. like one way I did it. Me, I just mean like that's I'm how I read it. The numbers. <laughs> no, no, no. I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it in the in that way, not the, not the way you <laughs> wanted to. But in this day and age, you really got to clarify your jokes. You know? <laughs> Ooh, don't get me near. Too tempting. Am I right, boys? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fahim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's my soundbite on Fox News. Don't get me near a plane. <laughs> Where'd you learn how to dance so well? Uh, Boeing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> no. uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think just growing up, I I was really into Michael Jackson, and so I would just watch all his music videos. And like, very very early age, I would I would record it and I would slow it down, and I would just try to dance like him. And then just over time, I think that's just like a good da- dance foundation if that's who you're like modeling when you're a very like young kid. And now right. it's just whatever it is. It's this hodgepodge. I almost feel like dancing is any dancing is good as long as you're on beat and have rhythm. Yeah. You know what I found too? Like people who think they're not good dancers, they're always in this dance purgatory <laughs> where they can't quite lose themselves. <laughs> And they kind of go through the motions a little bit, but oh. they can't just immerse themselves. They they can't jump over the dance cliff. Yeah, I yeah, can. I, I, like, can I, I can. I can. I can like jump off the cliff. That's you great. could do a backflip off that fucking cliff. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy's a great dancer. And it's a. I like it. It's a weird novelty. Like people, it doesn't make sense why I'm good at dancing. You know, like when people meet me and then find out later, it just blows their mind, and that's kind of fun. Like I guess I don't have the personality of someone who should dance that well. But th- like, do do you take people out to dance clubs <laughs> like traditional? No, that's the other thing too. Is like, I dance really well for someone who like never dances other than like on film or like Instagram videos mm-hmm. or like I don't go clubbing like that. I have no desire to do that. I don't like that. I I really want. I feel like just that culture hasn't been here, and I really want that culture to come back. Just like that, uh, just like the disco dance culture, you know. 
Dude, I know what you're talking about because like it's all about uh, like clubbing is all about being seen. It's not about the dancing. No. It's kind of far removed from that. It was very it's far about, like that. from the especially the past decade. Yeah. It's been like uh, maybe the past two just decades. hanging out and like trying to fuck and shit. Yeah, like, like, have real it's estate. Just this other thing. It's, have bottles. Yeah. yeah, networking and flexing, and it's not about the dance. Nobody anymore. dances. The bottle girls. The bottle girls yeah. are the funniest thing. With the sparklers. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people are now, there's going to be like a desire. Like people are going to be like, oh shit, like we haven't, as humans, we haven't danced in a while. Like people are just going to want to start dancing again, you know? Like just like how the 70s were, just like how the 1920s were. I feel like another. I think enough time has passed where you're right. Like I, there probably is this pent up swell of just trying not to be bougie and being seen and just letting loose. Just let just go. Letting it hang on the floor. It is. Well, it, it, yeah. we're entering the. This this like century's twenties, so it could be there could be a possibility for another roaring twenties or like a. It's 70s. up to the younger generation, you guys. Nah, gotta, dog, it's up to us. We gotta listening. lead the way, man. We gotta do it. We gotta fight. Yeah, yeah we it's gotta, us three. It's <laughs> us three. If if anybody's listening, quit your job. It's time to hit the warehouses and make this <laughs> thing a reality. We're gonna we're gonna set up the whole party. We're gonna we're gonna be the DJs and the dancers and the bottle girls. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> What if we try to go out and they're like, you're not on the list. And then we just go home. <laughs> oh, are we not? And we just start <laughs> busting moves Dancing. in front of the bouncers. Yeah. Go, well, then you're not going to get this. <laughs> and we just start pop locking on the sidewalk and until our Uber gets there. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber's a cash cab. Remember that show? Cash cab <laughs> with the disco lights in it. Oh, yeah. He, he comes by the comedy stories of stand up. Oh, Bailey. what? Oh, yeah. shit. That'd be funny if he rolls up in the cash cab and he parks to do a set. Like that's what he, that's his daily commuter. <laughs> he still has the cab. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You guys ever get into an Uber where like there it's like the game show. There's no cameras. The guy's really trying hard. It's like a disco or something. You're like, I would prefer what? it if he was a regular car. No, never. That happened. You, you never had these people who take it way too seriously and they'll they'll try to be different as an Uber driver. Oh, they'll they'll Uber have driver. like. Yeah. Give me an example. And they'll have, dude, some of them will be like, they'll have karaoke and stuff. And they'll they'll try no. to make it this party in the car. And you Is just want to chill thing? ride somewhere, maybe. Damn, no, no. Sometimes people are trying here. to stand out and they'll do everything, even if it's annoying. All the all the Uber drivers here are like ex-taxi cab immigrant dads or like Who fought it for years until they finally caved. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember the last time having... A white Uber driver. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all like South Asian or Middle Eastern. Or the other day, I got an Afghan Uber driver, and that's never happened to me before. Okay. And it was cool. Like, and he was like an OG Afghan, just talking about he like uh, home and all the stuff. We really connected. I gave him a fifteen dollar tip. Yeah, nice. You're Afghan too, right? Just yeah, so my parents are from there, yeah, but yeah. I was born in Seattle. You're born in Seattle. Have you ever been? Uh, yeah, I go to Seattle all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've never been. You trying to go? Being you? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind going if the right opportunity came along. I just d- don't know how safe it is and where I would go and all that stuff logistically, you know? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, do you ever want to go? Yeah, I do, but the thing is, like, I don't want to get shamed for... Like, my Farsi isn't crazy good. Oh, mine is probably worse than yours, dude. Dude, so I don't want to go and then they start laughing at me. And <laughs> dude, we oh. should go there and like do a like a dude where's my car in Afghanistan and call <laughs> or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like <Dude>. we 
we get airdropped and we have to find our way out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was like it was like mot- <laughs> like uh, mo- Motara Makajast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the title. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how to say dude. I just know Motar is car, and then Kajast is where is. We still keep the dude in there. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Motara Makajast. <laughs> I watched some Bollywood. I watched a Bollywood movie the other day, and it was all set in Afghanistan. That was pretty cool, because I never thought that people would do that in Bollywood. How how old was the movie? What's it from? It's like from the seventies, so maybe <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, you you can literally see the Russians coming over the hill while they're <laughs> filming it. I think it was shot in the seventies, but it was like based in the late eighteen hundreds or something like that, or early nineteen, uh, like before pre-partition India. When 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 it was easy just to like horseback from like Afghanistan to India, you just go through the mountains and people just went came and back and forth. Whenever they wanted. <laughs> Simpler times. Yeah. I'd assume. Better times. <gasps> Better times. <laughs> Do you go to India often? Uh, I went, I've, I've been a few times, yeah. I went, uh, I went when I was like 15 once for like two months, like a summer break type thing. And that was pretty, that was wild. Yeah. Um, was that the last time? No, last time I went was 2014. I did a movie out there. Randomly. Oh shit! Like I was, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was cast in like a. It's pretty much like a C grade Bollywood movie. Well, it's a Punjabi movie, but I was cast as like the uh, the NRI student. NRI means non-resident Indian. So uh-huh. like the the guy that goes like grew up in Canada and he goes to India, and he like goes to college there. So I was like cast as that guy. So I just played, I played a stereotypical, because they always have like stereotypical, like however we stereotype people in And they India, do it for NRIs? They do it for, and they like really make fun of us. Like they're like, hey, what's like you up, don't, You man? don't know anything, cool like guy? the culture or like what? Yeah, they have like spiked hair, like the characters they play, <laughs> they have like spiked hair, like f- <laughs> flashy hoodies and like a CD Walkman. They're like, yo, yo, what's up, man? And like... <laughs> It's just a really bad stereotype. So what I did was like I pretty much played that character, but I played a more exaggerated version of that character. <laughs> <laughs> you dialed it up even more. Yeah, cause, and the director he knew what I was doing, and he was like, "Yeah, go have, go for it." Like he was like a young guy. He's like, "Yeah, I don't fucking care, do it." But yeah. everybody that was on set like didn't know that I was playing an exaggerated version of whatever <laughs> they think. They thought we they are. thought it was pitch perfect. They were like, "Oh my god, this guy is crushing it! Like he's killing it." And I was like, yo, what's up, Matt? Like, I was, like, doing all this ridiculous shit. <laughs> They're like, like, he's this playing guy, it so real. This is Brando. This guy's amazing. Yeah, I got nominated for a film, Filmfare Award, a Bollywood Award. You know, I won. I didn't go, though, but I sent a video. That'd be great if you went and you were dressed up and acting the same way, too. Like, it wasn't an acting <laughs> choice. They're like, wow, this guy, you got stuck in that role. It's like... Uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger after the Joker, you just couldn't shake it off. <laughs> you just can't shake this Yeah I'd like to it's go pretty, sometime I want to go there yeah. I want to go Japan I want to go Australia Japan yeah That's like a Number Probably number one Number two on my list Places mm-hmm. I want to go And Italy Oh I've been Italy I did Rome and Venice Ooh How's that I'd like to see some other cities though too It was great Yeah That's a pretty touristy Those are like the two top Two most touristy places yeah, yeah like, probably was it, was it enjoyable yeah it was great the first time 
like I went backpacking in Europe by myself, and that was one mm-hmm. of the stops, Rome. And then, but when I was in Madrid, bef- um, I like got this weird. I think a bug bit me or something, and I got this infection, and my foot swelled up like the Nutty Eesh. Professor. Yeah. And it was <laughs> just, it was so painful, and I couldn't walk. So I was supposed to go to the Vatican, but I was just in so much pain, I couldn't check it out. <laughs> so that killed me. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I came all this way. I'm never gonna, I'm gonna die never seeing the Vatican. Dude, imagine then, if you had like a, a coffee date with the Pope and you had to bail on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> go look, I want to. Just some bug bit me. It totally sounds My like foot. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> blown off, yeah. blown off the Pope. You, can you come to uh, Koreatown? Yeah, <laughs> can you come days? to me? I mean, well, <laughs> you know, life happens, Pope. Yeah, what if the Pope tries to get an Uber and there's like Uber X, Uber XL, and then like Uber Glass, and it's just the Pope mobile. <laughs> And, and he, he does an Uber pool, so he has to split it with somebody else in there. <laughs> so it's just random, dude. Yeah, it's just the guy going to work, but he wants the bulletproof glass. <laughs> and, he, and he's uh, like, what do you do to the Pope who's dressed all crazy? And shit? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm the Pope. You've heard of that? Oh, cool. Is that like a... He, he goes, oh, my friend's a Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My son does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about poping, but <laughs> I make more money doing, you know, finance. Would you guys, uh, would you guys do goat face overseas? Yeah, Part I mean, that'd be fun, special. but I don't know if there's a demand or anything. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, doing comedy, sometimes, uh, you know, just the world we live in is so connected. People will hit you up on Instagram and stuff, and they might be a huge fan but they don't realize you're not this global phenomenon that they like you're not Bruno Mars they'll be like when are you coming to Denmark you'll be like hey you're the only person who likes me i don't know if you know this or not like i'm not going to hemorrhage money to do a Denmark tour and you're the only person in the theater Fahim takes over Denmark yeah like i don't deny your passion is real and i love it but uh when are you coming to Denmark is an absurd question <laughs> Dude, you know, we did a we did like a winter tour in Europe and we had a show in Norway. And that I was I had a fear of like that happening there, but there's like that was a good show. And then the place that I thought it wouldn't happen, which is like in Manchester in the UK, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be lots of people there." Cuz I always get like messages from people. So we did this like comedy musical there. And we only had like t- 20 people show up and it was like a 400 what? theater like even i would think that you would do well in uh in like no. the uk it was like it was like dude the uk we did like london we did great birmingham we did great but manchester which is like mm. the north of uk and we've always gotten messages from manchester so we we plan to do a show there and you know what happens every time like as soon as you leave they'll be like when are you coming to manchester you go you motherfucker and the thing was we were we were walking around like before the show and then like there's a university there so there's like all these students and they're like oh my god you're here what are you doing here and i'm like i'll have a i have a show tonight (laughs) yeah it's really amazing sometimes the disconnect between your fans and like them knowing about your performances it was such a grounding experience performing a big theatrical comedy musical for like a room of like 20 people, like barely 20 people in a 400 theater. Like, cause we had all the, everything else was like set up in terms of how to do it. But like, you just don't get the, the reactions that you're like. The energy of like, a, the yeah. energy. Yeah. So you're like trying to be like grand and we're trying to do this like grand. Well, it almost adds it another just, dimension of comedy to it though. It, it honestly was cause we would like, it was me and my buddy Babu 
that mm-hmm. we made the show together. And while we were performing it, like there were so many times where we just caught each other's eyes while we were performing, and we just start cracking up <laughs> because of how how ridiculous, absurd the situation. Is. <laughs> how absurd it was because it's like literally half the people are just sitting staring at us, and there's like chuckles here and there. And so we're just like performing our hearts out, and then we're just looking at each other, and we're just dying laughing because of how just ridiculous it was. But that was a pretty interesting experience. And I and I have like a Kanye West stage show. I float around this platform, <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. only ten people in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, a comedian who just has a crazy stage show. Dude, if you had crazy production on your stand-up sets, that'd be fucking mm-hmm. sick. If you had oh, stadium-level production. That. Oh, for yeah, theater yeah. for theater shows pyrotechnics i'd be like garth brooks and fly over the crowd <laughs> <laughs> and then i would sell my merch during my show and t-shirt cannon it to people who wanted it <laughs> just square cash cash <laughs> yeah, yeah. no i go venmo me and then as soon as i get a blip in my phone i just shoot it to whoever sent it to me what uh what are some of the craziest or weirdest places you've done shows where have I done? I mean, you just do really shitty shows on the come up because mm-hmm. uh, like clubs aren't really messing with you yet. So you'll just do some bad bar shows and yeah. you'll get to a gig and it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think one time I'd, my brother got me this dope gig. This isn't that long ago. Maybe this is like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. My brother's a dentist, so he plays golf and there's other like you'll hobnob with other rich people. So this guy he owns a bunch of Toyota dealerships in, in the <laughs> Northwest area and they're, they're having their annual Christmas party. And so my brother's like, Oh, my brother's a stand-up comedian. And the guy was interested cause he's trying to book entertainment for the thing. And my brother's like, yeah, you know, he's been in some movies and TV shows and he shows on my IMDb. So he's like playing agent for me pretty much. And he really talks me up with this guy and he gets me this crazy rate. He gets me like four or five grand for this, this like Christmas party. And I, it's 30 minutes of stand-up. This is, like, the best gig ever. I'm like, sweet. Wow, holy yeah. shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I go there, and, like, sometimes people will want comedy at their show. They just know that, but they don't know how to put on a comedy show. They don't know the variables that mm-hmm. or what you need to put on a decent comedy show. Mm-hmm. They just know that, oh, I want comedy, but they don't realize that certain things have to be in order, like a quiet room, a dark room, mm-hmm. a good sound system. These are just, like, certain things. Yeah. So I get there and they all have like they're sitting around circle tables and they're eating and and then like I come out and they just want to talk to each other. It's their Christmas party. It's just sort of not set up for comedy. Yeah. So uh, they're just chatting and I'm doing my stand up to a wall of noise. <laughs> <laughs> so some people are turning over their shoulder to watch. Some are just like getting food and, and talking with their friends. And like I'm a pro, so I've been doing it long enough. I'm like, just just plow through your shit. Whoever tunes yeah. in will get a show. Just don't mm-hmm. have a meltdown, and you'll get to keep your money. <laughs> yeah. So I just did 30 minutes of talking to a, a, a wall of sound. Damn. Then I got off, and the guy was like, yeah, he, here's your check. <laughs> but it was like the worst <laughs> gig ever. I felt like I got away with something. <laughs> but, yeah, you also had to take something in, right? You just had to yell and nothing. Yeah, or yeah, you just said, I think a younger comic would have snapped and been like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, listen to me. Yeah. But you, you just kind of realize the situation for what it is. Like, oh, these people just want to talk to their friends, blah, blah, blah. This isn't set up yeah. for comedy. Just plow through this with a smile on your face and pick up your check. Were there, were there any, like a few people listening here and there or tuning in and out? Yeah, yeah. Whoever was watching, 
mm-hmm. would get a show, <laughs> but there wasn't a lot of people watching. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw in bits about like other cars <laughs> just to see if you get a reaction? Yeah, It'd be like you, you guys suck. You're no Honda dealership. <laughs> Those guys know how to watch comedy. Other times when you're when you're starting out as a stand up, you'll do these bar shows and. It'll be like a Lakers playoff game, and then they're trying to like shut the TV off and have a show. You're like, "What are you doing?" Like, they they hate you from the start oh. now. Oh god! Like they yeah. don't even know there's a comedy show. That's the worst when you spring uh. a comedy show on people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't care for sports at all. Like they're, I'm not a sports guy. It's very boring. I'm the kind of the same way. Like I'll I'll tune in for the playoffs. I'll catch yeah. it when it when it gets juicy. Yeah, yeah. And then for the rest of the season, I just. I, I don't follow care. it on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I just I, I literally just watch the like YouTube videos of commentators talking shit. I just I just started following House of Highlight highlights and it's great. Yeah. You get everything. You know, I'm I'm actually more interested in the politics of what's going on in the NBA because I feel like it's so juicy. It's been so juicy over the past like year or two. Yeah, like the whole Lakers trade. I agree yeah. with you. Like, I'll just I'll just like eat lunch or whatever and and watch first take and just see or like yeah, and hear them talk about the drama. Yeah, see what Stephen A Smith is saying. I don't ever agree with anything he's saying, but it's just interesting. But he's he, passionate about it. Yeah, it's interesting to watch someone I can't stand say something passionately and me being like, "Ah." Right. But it's like yeah, yeah, they know how to believe s- him. He's yelling. Skip Bailey's, those guys are good too. Yeah, and like Katie not talking to the press and all this stuff. There's something yeah. new every there's something every happening. day. It's it's like wrestling. It's like <laughs> yeah, wrestling that's real. It's exactly. like The Bachelor, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh God, dude, I just who put me on Bachelor? Did you put me on Bachelor, man? Yo, that is the that is such, this is the funniest show. I didn't know how funny that show is. I don't know if I'm the only one that shares the sentiment about it, but I catch myself. I mean, a laughing. lot of people like it, dude. I laugh. I just watched this last season's uh, 22, Bachelor 22, uh-huh. and it's like it's just so it's hilarious. I'm catching myself laughing. <laughs> it, al- it almost sounds like WrestleMania, like Bachelor <laughs> 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying because I, I never would have thought I ever would have watched that show. But not only that, a- but I've I've heard RuPaul's Drag Race is supposed to be amazing. Like even as a guy, just watch. Like I've heard like several guys say it's their favorite show because their girls started watching it. I and they go, it's it. just insane. You know what it is? Everybody has to have that one, yeah. like a reality show that's just, you would never expect yourself to ever watch that show. But like once you start watching it and get into it, you're just like, holy shit, there's like a world of people and humans that like think this like way. People and do are this. like this? Yeah, like yeah. people are like, it's just like that's an entertaining. It's almost like uh, watching the Ted Bundy tapes or something. Like, holy shit. Yeah. People are capable of this. I don't know. I haven't seen it, that. I, I don't like I watching shit like it, yeah. that. It's kind of like it distur- gives me nightmares. Scares you? Know? You, you scared? Yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm, a, I'm scared. <laughs> Yo, it's just like it's disturbing. I'm like, I don't want to watch. Uh, you know, like this dude like serial just, killer stuff. Yeah, serial killer stuff. It's kind of weird. Just weirds me out. It, like creeps me out. I wanted. But. I want to do a bit how like girls like sometimes like they're so complicated they'll be like. Why is it so hard to find a nice guy? Like, I just want a nice guy. And then they'll be like, Ted Bundy's so hot. <laughs> He's a m- murderer. You know what I mean? Like, make up your mind. I just want a guy who treats me right. Oh, my God. I don't care that he slid all their throats. I wish my, man, I wish my man did anything with my Yeah, he's throat. dangerous. I don't know what I'm going to get. My man won't even choke me. Yeah, she's Dude. like, I'll change him. <laughs> 
Dude, girls love cheat. Oh my god, that's that's what I got off watching The Bachelor through too, man. That's fucked. <laughs> Dude, The Bachelor is a whole. I I could talk about. I could do a whole, like three episodes of just me talking. About <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Do you but watch that's The what Bachelorette the as well, or just The Bachelor? No, this is my first time ever watching The Bachelor ever, and I watched this last. Dude, how great that you have twenty one more to like backlog. <laughs> I know. Watch. Yeah. Fahim, you should try out for The Bachelorette. Not saying yeah. you're not capable of being a bachelor. Obviously. Dude, that would be. I would. I would watch that. That would be. Yeah, you'd kill it. You think? What if I just get bounced like in the first round? <laughs> oh no, that's perfect. That'd be even funny. Well, you <laughs> see, you see some of these girls that are there, and they're like, you, you fully know that they're not even like they're not. They don't. They get so blindsided by the competitive aspect of The Bachelor that they, you can fully tell that they don't really care about the guy. They just want to win. And oh, so no, they like no. I think everybody on there is just there for a fame grab. Like yeah. love is number two hundred thirty seven on the list. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they any of them are like married. Do they get married at the end or how does it work? They do, but like I feel like some of these girls they just lie to themselves so much that they start believing the delusion that they're actually in love with the guy. Like it's like it's like the competitiveness takes over and then that transforms into they have to validate the competitiveness aspect of it. So they like it's like, No, I do love him. I am falling for him and then they continuously tell themselves that and then they're just they're like technically in love with that feeling of being in love but it's a competition so they want to win so it's, it's like this big like, uh, delusion long hypnosis it is it's so because you see these girls from the beginning to like the end you're just like what the f-? it's such an interesting experiment of it's fucking crazy i can't believe i can't believe that show is legal like i feel like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there's gonna be 20, 30, 40 years down the road, they're going to take a look at it and be like, hey, was this ethically like and morally just what we did here? Dude, I always yeah. thought, like, imagine, you know, people love reality shows right now and everything, and they have for a while, but imagine the dope reality shows we could get if ethics didn't exist. Oh, man. Oh, like, yeah. I had an idea for a reality show where a baby is born, and then you, you don't teach it how to, like, you don't potty train it, and you see <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Or you, <laughs> we, or you, we, we just see how long it takes before he figures it out. <laughs> What's the show called? You, no, you leave like 12 <laughs> unborn babies in a room and there's no adult interaction. They just get, there's food yeah, dedication, it, it, food and it, it, water that and through like, pipes that come through. Yeah. And they it's have to figure like it out. It's just like televised saw. It's like saw on CBS. <laughs> and it's a, it's like a five, it's like a 10 year running. It could be an 18 year running show to see how they all turn out when they're 18. Mm-hmm. These ten babies, and then you let them out, and be like, or it's a control group. Like, say it's a black family, and the and the kid is sheltered for like fifteen years, doesn't oh see any God. other race, and then we get to see what that looks like oh, when you finally let him into the world. <laughs> Those would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, Those but would... unfortunately, we have ethics, and we uh, won't get those shows. Fucking <laughs> ethics. That'd be I great. There's a ma- TV network that came out and be like. We don't have ethics. Here's our lineup. TNT. Yeah, 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 yeah. TNT. We have no ethics. Or it'd be cool if uh, they were able to create like artificial intelligence just for the sole purpose of creating these reality shows, like these virtual, conceptual. Yeah. If this artificial intelligence became so to a point where it's like oh they're basically mimicking humans and then you could create these shows like you make babies and see it's so realistic 
Yeah, like that could it's happen. Not like a human soul that you're fucking then with. Yeah, then there's but no then, ethics. But then you'd be like, are they so intelligent? They do have a soul, and is this wrong? It's iRobot all over again. Oh God, <laughs> you can never fuck. So you can just never get unethical reality shows because people watch movies of that shit. You know. Yeah, they don't want to know that it really happened. Yeah, it's like how ethical can we really be if Saw exists as a huge franchise? It's like, do they still make Saw movies? Like, that's like an ongoing franchise, is it not? Or has been for a while? Yeah, I think it's still going on. And it's like, yeah, like the the basic core of like humans still enjoy that type of shit, but we just want to know that it's not real, but real enough that we still can trick ourselves to thinking it's real. Maybe it'd be a cool sort of like reveal where you show a movie like Saw or something and people think it's a movie and then at the end you tell them you know that was actually real and then you get to film those reactions and oh, see how man. they go from I like that movie to questioning their life. And then they all go to jail for partaking in that. <laughs> for Witnessing and not standing up to it. Yeah. And enjoying yeah, it. Yeah like it was live. It was going on live. <laughs> You guys have nothing to stop this. You need the location. <laughs> we said it in the movie. <laughs> 348 Vermont Ave. We said it so many times. We said call the police. We said the date. We showed today's newspaper with today's headline showcasing what's going on today. And none of you guys thought this was suspicious. That's kind of weird. You guys are all going to jail. So Yeah. Are you by that Boeing, Waleed, in Long Beach? Uh, no, I'm on Ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right by the water? Live, uh, kind of close by the water, yeah. That's cool. Uh, but I used to live on Bellflower, so I was pretty close. Uh, yeah, Bellflower. You're by those oil fields. He's got these oil rigs like right outside. Yeah, those are like set up all around Long Beach, little like independent oil rigs. Well, there's some that are islands, which is really funny to me. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how much those make. Like who owns those? Because they're just spread out. Just like sprinkled throughout Long Beach, right? Yeah. And are they no, still getting any oil? You know, it's like is there still some oil of them are still pumping? You know. Damn. You guys thinking about starting an oil rig? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you guys thinking about investing in oil? <laughs> That'd be great. We're like we look Saudi, but we're like Texans. We have cowboy hats and shit. Like our oil, <laughs> our oil money. <laughs> like, like when people say so like the oil, these oil guys are coming in, Walid, Fahim, <laughs> and just they think we're gonna be in like Saudi garb or like how y'all how y'all doing? We we struck oil in Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're learning all these Saudi customs, and we're like, y'all y'all want to go to strip club? <laughs> <laughs> y'all like Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> yeah, they're like, what the fuck are you guys? What are you doing? <laughs> the the yeah. Saudis are like, what are you guys doing? Yo, how great, Stop. and then we have to drill a hole on an asteroid, and then we're on an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> this Dude, this is the Armageddon reboot with with three brown guys. That's so funny. And we're, ca- and we're cowboys on the asteroid. How many reboots could we do with just brown guys? All of so them. many. I was thinking uh, we should everything. reboot every movie, but just through every, every marginalized movie. group. So Ghostbusters had women. The next one will be all black, and then the next one will be all trans, <laughs> and then just everyone gets a shot at every franchise. <laughs> yeah, I like the all little person version of Ghostbusters personally. <laughs> That'd be uh, amazing. Are brown people in the pecking order? Are brown people above the little people, or are we 
Are we first? Are I we think ahead it, of them, or are we I behind think them? we would we would get hit first before it reaches them. Just in terms of yeah. like, I think there's an order of like who gets reboots first. I think it's women, then blacks, blacks. and then maybe Asians, LGBTQ plus that whole. <laughs> yeah, community. I don't know where we fall, but <clears throat> I think it's usually. I think we're behind before it. Maybe we're. I feel like we we're probably behind. I think we're behind Asian, right? Yeah, or behind maybe, Asian. Uh, I hope or, so. It's behind it's East neck Asian. and neck though. I think. Nah, Asians Asians definitely have a, uh, because you know what they laid the foundation a bit, like even in the nineties. Well, they have crazy rich Asians, right? Like, yeah, but even like it's not weird for us to see Asian action heroes because we grew up with people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li, you know. So it's like that's a good point. That yeah, that wall no has already been action guy. Yeah, like we don't have any like no, no huge Bollywood star broke out into Hollywood in the nineties or the eighties or even like today. You know, it's still rare to see that today. Like we had Priyanka Chopra, who was a woman. If a woman broke out, so it's like we've yeah, still been accustomed took, to see. It took a Jonas to take her to the next level. Took, a, <laughs> took her to Jonas, and we had and Asians had cartoons. Like we had Jackie Chan Adventures. You know, I love that show. Yeah. So it's like they're still they still have a. I think they're still slightly ahead of us in terms of. I mean, the biggest brown guy we have right now is probably like what Riz. Riz, yeah. Riz and Hassan, I feel like, is probably a close. Second home. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. Asians have way more. They had uh, yeah, you see Jackie Chan, Jet Li. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's all we can name. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yeah, they have tons, and then it just stops right there. Yeah, Jackie Chan. You know. Nah, but then you get like like Ken Jeong. Uh, they got Bobby. Uh, yeah, they got a few. We still have. Yeah, we gotta we get, we yeah we're I just think we're, we're like first very new to the conversation in America. Very new, like they're getting mm-hmm. there, but yeah, we're just. Do you find as a comedian too, like because like I love you guys, you know your comedy, I, like I really enjoy, like I follow you on Instagram, and, mm-hmm. and I really think you guys are genuinely funny dudes, and thank you. But we're also from we have these backgrounds. Do you ever feel like sometimes it's great that we play like there's this younger generation who loves what we do, but do you ever feel like sometimes there's a faction of our people? Who who aren't far along enough yet to to get what we're doing? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like and there's that's kind of frustrating, you know. Just it's because we are so new to the mm-hmm. conversation and the culture of comedy in America or Canada, you know. Yeah. Where maybe like we're growing a little faster than how long our people have been here. We definitely are, and it's uh, you get hit with a little bit of resistance or like harsh critique or feedback and it's like they're not or ready be like do more indian stuff or do more afghan stuff yeah they'll like do more this. indian stuff they'll say that or, or they'll be like hey you shouldn't be doing this because you know like i'll have people come up to be like hey brother listen man you know you wear a turban you shouldn't be talking about this 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 you know it's not respectful so you'll have yeah. those kind of guys too they're like hey you sh- this is not you know comedy only goes so far and especially because you're representing this 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 the trouble is when when they do that, they're putting a lid yeah. on on the culture and the growth, and they don't realize that it's like you don't you're not seeing that by me just being me. Like I don't even have to, I don't even have to address the fact that I wear a turban ever. Yeah, you know and what I mean. It's it's almost uh, more powerful doing that. And yeah, I've always had that thought too. Just for some reason, our people they love the inside joke. They mm-hmm. want to be they want it to be this shared thing that's just in this bubble. Yeah, but then but I think it's way more powerful if you hit and tap into a mainstream vein because then 
you know, white people, Asian people, everybody gets to see like you who looks different or like me who, who looks different mm-hmm. performing well on a mainstream level. Yeah. And then it brings awareness and sheds light on this different culture in a major way instead of like just a wedding party or some MSA mm. thing. I honestly think that's probably it's probably one of the biggest ways to destroy a stereotype is is to see and I especially think that through comedy. Like if a comedian mm-hmm. that like looks a certain way is from a certain background yeah. and they're able to make them laugh, like that's that's like leaps and ba- that covers leaps and bounds of progress, I feel like. And that's and that's way more powerful than hey brother, don't do that. It's yeah, unbecoming, it's, you know what I mean? And it's more powerful than like you know, put this on like instead of Speaking from a place of outrage, um, which I'm not trying to knock on anybody that does do that, but there's there's also merit to what we do as well in terms of breaking ground. So if more people were able to see that and recognize that and acknowledge it and be like, yeah, like, you know, we shouldn't box these guys in because whatever they're doing is still for the greater good of me like us as a people like we're gonna be totally i think sometimes they forget to look at big picture and they're just so used to their day-to-day lives and they go oh i wouldn't do that or that's but if if you pull back and go macro it's actually good for the culture Uh, after our generation like after the millennials people start to understand that um but it's still it's just it's just because like so many of us are first generation or second generation and it's still we're still walking that fine line of like trying to appeal to that culture. Oh, I know this culture to try to like do what you want, what's in your brain. But then you're, there's this baggage of like, Oh, well this, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Like what you want to do versus what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm. I think after we get our Black Panther, everything's (laughs) (laughs) for sure. We're just going to reboot it. (laughs) We don't have to worry about all this. I think after we get our Wesley, what was that Wesley Snipes movie? That vampire killing movie? Blade. The blade. <laughs> I think after we get our The Blade, we'll be fine. I'm going to pitch yeah. that. The Blade reboot. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the catch? All right, get this. He's brown. Instead of, instead of Wesley Snipes, it's me. And he's, he's, his mom his mom was bitten by a terrorist when she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's half normal, half terrorist. So we know how to kill the terrorists. <laughs> the the pitch meeting is like, okay, now let me let me just get this straight here. Is he is he also a practicing Muslim too? Does he still practice Muslim? I just want to see the flashback scene where a guy like in a dynamite vest bites my mom in the neck. (laughs) 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 Man, I could see somebody buying that. I literally, I really could. So it's so ridiculous that somebody. What if we we pitch it to Riz? Just he—he's the only way that we can get it off the ground. (laughs) See what he says. I'm like Hassan. Can you get me Riz's number? And then I just, and then I burn the bridge immediately with the script. Just Have promise me you'll read the first twenty pages. <laughs> Riz is immediately offended. Three pages in, it's like, come what on, just get go a, to he, twenty. I get a text back. I get a text back, and he goes, "I'm in." It was, it was fun, good. man. That was really fun. Dude, we got to have you back Yeah, on. thank you for doing this. That was like this. one of my favorite ones. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I got to do it. 
Well, you don't have to do any of your plugs since we already got that out of the way. <laughs> the first well, let, 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 me do, let me bookend it with a plug. Let, let me. <laughs> you can find me on social at Fahim Anwar. <laughs> so that's F A H I M A N W A R. Yeah. Check out Goatface, the sketch show, somewhere. Yeah. And then my one hour special called There's No Business Like Show Business. Um, and then I have a podcast called Fahim Anwar Dance Hour. I'd love to get you guys on when you're in LA. Let sure. me know. Yeah, definitely. We'll bring our own mics. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a podcast jam session. Bring your own equipment. <laughs> bring your own Zoom. Everybody bring their own <laughs> Yeah, bring your own Zoom, everybody. 